0: What's going on, fellas? Rob Carbone. You're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. Let's go. I mean, like, it it gets worse and worse, but there's a point where you got to question, is this even possible for any other franchise to do? You know what I mean? Back-to-back losses by more than 35 points. That may not have ever been done before in the history of the New York Knicks franchise. Hey, that might not have ever been done before by any NBA franchise. I tell you what, whether that be Fizdale, whether that be Perry, Scott Perry, Steve Mills, James Dolan, somebody, somebody needs to be out of this organization by tomorrow morning or I'm going to lose it even further than I've lost it already. Listen, guys, you cannot have this. We knew the Knicks weren't going to be great. We knew they weren't going to be good. We knew they were going to be bad. But we did not expect something like this. We didn't expect a slap in the face this season. By you know, 12, 13, 14 individuals running around. Doing whatever the hell they want. We didn't expect a piss poor, abominable, diabolical product like this one. We expected you know margin you know, a marginally improved team from last year. It wasn't supposed to be about win totals. But... We expected something, you know, climbing from 17 to maybe I don't know, 25, 30 wins is what I was asking, but we haven't even gone upwards from that. We, we're 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 playing at a worse pace last year than we were last year. Sorry. The Knicks are four and 18, four and 18. What it what is what is even what's the percentage of that? <laughs> Through 22 games, they've won four. So what? That's basketball. My goodness. But yeah, I do think there should be some firings here. David Fisdale. And I say this pretty much with 100% honesty. I'm not just saying it, you know, being irrationally angry. I do not think David Fisdale should have a job in this organization for long. And tonight should be the icing on the cake. Honestly, guys, honestly, and it's so easy. It is so easy for any NBA casual fan or any Nick casual fan to sit there and say, oh, the Knicks suck. It's not his fault. He can't do, he can't play. You know, oh, the Knicks don't have a roster. It's not Fizdale's fault. He's a scapegoat. It is so easy to say that. But the guys, the diehards, the hardcores like me, like you, who sit here and watch them play 48 minutes of putrid play every single game, who've watched all 22 games, we know. Because we see what's out there on that floor. And I guess we could start tonight by saying how he's really just regressed the players from last year to this year. Players are honestly regressing under him. They haven't improved. Some players like Mitch are more stagnant, but he hasn't like taken a jump in the right direction. I'll start with Mitchell Robinson because he actually had a great game tonight, but it's still the same foul issues with him. Remember last year? I look at last year. I want to pinpoint a certain moment last year with Mitchell Robinson. During his first 35 games of his career, he was averaging 5.2 points and 3.9 rebounds in about 17 minutes a game. Then the Knicks traded for a gentleman by the name of DeAndre Jordan, who I kind of see as, you know, a comparison to Robinson, with the same type of rim running style they have defensive minded rebounders. But that's not even my point here. When they traded for Jordan, you could see the, you know, the mentorship, the leadership that Jordan brought, and it helped Mitchell Robinson significantly. Since the Knicks acquired Robinson, I'm sorry, since the Knicks acquired Jordan last year, Robinson went on to finish the season in 31 games. Uh, he averaged almost 10 points, he averaged nine rebounds and three blocks the rest of the way, versus five points, three point nine rebounds and two blocks without him. The minutes jump was a little tick. It was like a. A few ticks higher, but it was still he was still significantly improved under Jordan's leadership because Jordan helped him raise his game. And I'm I'm bringing this up because Jordan's obviously gone now, and it seems like Fizdale is the guy who's going to have to hold Mitch accountable when he fouls out of these games. And, and and Mitch is back to you know being stagnant out there and fouling and not improving, you know that that lack of discipline. When he had a leader and DeAndre Jordan, Jordan was basically his coach out there. Now we have Fizdell and Mitch is not making any progress. He's fouling out of games and the annoying part about it is he's throwing his hands up and you could see the question on his face. He's like, you know, he doesn't think he's fouling out there. He thinks it's a bad call and Fisdale doesn't do anything to hold him accountable. Fisdale should, you know, he should be talking to him, pulling him aside, telling him, no, you fouled, buddy. You got to work on this. You got to improve this or work on it in practice. He hasn't set hard screens also. He hasn't improved there. He still sets soft screens. And, you know, that's another coachable thing. I think that's very coachable. I don't think the Knicks work on him enough. And, you know, maybe this, this is all, you know, ex, uh, what's it called? Me being, this is me being you know, unfair, but I really don't think they were, They stressed this enough with him. I haven't seen improvement. When you don't see improvement from him at all, when you see regression, you have to start questioning coaching. And again, it's not just Mitch Robinson. I look at Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox last year had a disappointing rookie season. His defense was abominable. His movement off the ball, you know, on both ends, he did not move around. He was a statue. His inefficiency, you know, Hurt the team at times. This year, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, last year he shot thirty-seven percent from the floor and thirty-four percent from three-point land. That was Kevin Knox. This year, heading into tonight, I don't know the updated stats, but this year heading into tonight, he's sh- shooting the same exact thirty-seven percent and just one tick higher from three thirty-five. His defense still sucks. It's probably gotten worse. Um, he hasn't improved. Because anyone sit here and tell you, you know, with a straight face that Kevin Knox is taking a proper step in the right direction, that he's made progress? I sure couldn't. Dennis Smith Jr. This guy came to the Knicks last year midseason in the trade for Porzingis and averaged 15 points on, 15 points on 41% shooting, averaging 18.5 points per 36 minutes. This year it seems like he has to learn the game of basketball all over again. It really seems like he forgot how to play. The average in points is down from 15 to 6. The per 36 minutes are down, uh, per 36 scoring averages, it's down from 18.5 to 11.8 and the shooting percentage has just plummeted. It's at 35% now versus the 41 last year for the Knicks. His defense still sucks. He's still dribbling, you know, eighty percent of the shot clock. The ball's in his hands. Smith Jr.'s regressed. Knox's regressed. Mitch hasn't improved in the fouling area. Alonzo Trier's not even. Alonzo Trier was a standout rookie last year for the Knicks. He was a nice surprise, an undrafty coming out of the coming out of Arizona, and he he didn't have a single DNP CD last season. He averaged 23 minutes for the Knicks, scored in double figures, had a very efficient field goal percentage, three-point percentage, free-throw percentage, slash line, and he was great. Great story. This year, he already has 11 CDs, and his minutes has taken a dip down to 13.6. His defense still sucks. His tunnel vision is still there. He still over-dribbles. He has not improved, and he's not even in the rotation when he should be. Because I'd rather, you know, have Trier struggle defensively and have Trier over-dribble than have Wayne Ellington, who's not even going to be here, you know, prior to the deadline. And Trier still played well offensively. He still gives the Knicks, off the Knicks offense. But we're going to talk about the, the, the playing time thing in a second with the vets and all that shit. I want to finish off here real quick. Damien Dotson, it's the same situation with him. He's not... Well, he's been getting more playing time lately, but overall, sixty MP CDs last season. Already four this year, he averaged twenty eight minutes last year. He's averaging just sixteen this year. So he he's he's got to become more more of a you know he needs to be inserted into rotation more too. I mean, why are we playing these short term guys so often when they're not even going to be here in a couple of months? It doesn't make that's the thing. If the Knicks just went with their youth full out went with their youth it'd be a much more enjoyable product to watch but right now they're not even giving these guys you know treer dots and time frank nilakina he couldn't even get the start he couldn't even find playing time you know until dennis smith jr had a personal tragedy um, until alfred payton went down with an injury until the rj barrett point guard experiment failed that's how much it took for Frankie Laquina to finally get the run at the starting point guard. And what do you know, he's finally found a rhythm out there. He looks great. And he hasn't, you know, hasn't sat, he hasn't picked up a DNP CD since. I credit Fizdiel zero for that. Guy killed his confidence and he had all this stuff had to happen for him to even get a shot. But yeah, I do want to bring up some of the lack of accountability this team has. Fizdale does not hold any of these guys accountable. How many times are we going to see Randall going iso? Morris going iso? These are the Randall Randall's 11th in the NBA in isolation percentage. In the NBA. Guys above him, they're big names, big superstar brand names like James Harden, like Chris Paul, LeBron James, guys who actually can isolate. Julius Randall shouldn't be up there. But here he is, playing shot creator for the Knicks, running point forward. In David Fizdale's system, he doesn't use Randall out of pick and roll as a roll man like he should be doing. He barely uses him down low. He doesn't hold him accountable when he plays out of position like he so often does. That's a coaching thing. He's still top three minutes. He never sits. That's a coaching thing. Do one or the other. You know, pull him aside, tell him you know what you got to play like this. If he doesn't play like that, you got to sit him. Got to limit his minutes. Do something. But we haven't seen any of that stuff yet. He's doing this for Kevin Knox. You know, he's benched Knox a couple of times this season or played him less because he his he's came out and said his defense has been bad and he needs to bring a better energy. He's benched Knox. He's coached Knox. Why aren't you coaching other guys, right? It's great that he's done that for Knox. I like that He's giving him some, you know, tough love, but where's the coaching for other guys, do it for Randall. Do it for other guys who play against. Do it for Portis when he leaves his man 15 feet open. It's it's things like that. The lack of accountability that pisses me off. Why is Wayne Ellington, who's shooting like, what, 20 for 70 friggin' 8 on the season? I don't even know. He's shooting under 35% from the field and getting minutes over guys like Trier and Dotson, who should be out there way more. Who've actually been effective. You know, I'd rather lose with my talent that's going to be here in the long term. Than lose with a guy who's not going to be here. Like I said three times already. It's just stupid shit like that, man. It just makes me so frustrated. Especially that we have to sit here and watch this team get blown out every night now. That's another thing. What is that? How many how many 15-point losses do we have this season? At least by 15. I think that's 8 games so far this year where we've lost by at least 15 points. That has to be top 3 in the NBA. A couple nights ago, it was 2nd in the NBA, so we might even jump to number 1 tonight. But, you know, we've lost to, to the Celtics by 23 at home. We lost to the Bucks by 44 the other night. The Nuggets by 37 tonight. The Raptors, we lost by 28. Even if Okay, even if you could somehow, some way find an excuse for that and use the old, you know, a good team playing a bad team narrative, which is bullshit because you don't lose by forty four when you when you try. You lose by twenty four. But even if you could find, you know, a way to 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 make that excuse, the Knicks have still lost by eighteen to the Bulls. They still lost to twenty to the Pistons earlier in the year. And remember they still two they still have those two nightmarish games under their belt where they lost by 21 points to both the Cavaliers and the Kings at home. So they're losing, they're getting blown out to not just good teams, but everybody now. They've lost a ton of games to a ton of bad teams by a ton. Okay? But yeah, bullshit with your little narrative. Good teams play bad teams, that's what's going to happen. No. No NBA team, no professional National Basketball Association team loses by almost 50 points and then loses by almost 40 the following night. These are professional teams, okay? These aren't kindergartners versus high school. These are NBA players versus NBA players. There is no excuse to do what they are doing lately. That is not acceptable. When you lose by this many points... And do not correct it. The very nice. The very next night, and lose by that many again. That is an effort. I'm sorry. That is effort. That is not the play on the field. That's not talent. Nothing to do with talent. But that's pure effort. That's coaching. That's effort. Because we knew the Knicks were going to be bad again. We knew this. We expected, you know, 25, 30 wins marginally improved somewhere between a 35 to 40 percent winning clip folks we have less than a 20 percent win percentage it's worse than last season you look at all the other quote unquote rebuilding teams over the last several years the bucks went from 15 to 41 to 33 to 42 to 44 to 60. The Jazz won from 25 to 38 to 40 to 51, the Nuggets 30 33 40 46 54, the Raptors 22 23 34 48 49 56. But fellas, the Knicks since the start of this rebuild, you know, a few years ago, 29 wins, 17 wins, and what what's what's it going to be this year? 15 wins, 10 wins. We're going backwards. We are going backwards. There are coaches out there doing more with less. I look at the Suns this year, great story. I look at the uh, the Memphis, not the Memphis Grizzlies, the uh, the New Orleans Pelicans without Zion. They're similar talent. Yeah, the Knicks don't have a ton of talent, but they have enough to where they should at least be a respected NBA team and not a laughing stock, not a joke, not a punching bag for the other 29 teams in this league. No. No, 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 no. I mean, the Knicks aren't even playing for David Fizzo anymore. They quit on him. It honestly looks like they quit on him. He can't get through to them. We're a qu- We're over a quarter of the way through the year. Okay, we sit here on, what, now it's December 6th, as the clock just struck midnight, it's December 6th, and, you know, David Fisdale still can't get through to his team. It's the same results every game now, they're not changing anything, no adjustments, it's the same bullshit system, the same, you know, inconsistent effort, a very stagnant team. We have a young team, I believe it's one of the top 5 youngest teams in the league, and we're teaching them terrible you know, fundamentals. Knicks are top 10 as a team in isolation. Knicks are bottom 3rd in the league in PNR. Pick and roll is one of the most often used, successful plays, you know, sets you can run in today's game. Isolation was a thing in the 90s, and we're literally doing the opposite. Um, Knicks are also bottom third in screen assists. They're bottom third in assists. They're bottom third in potential assists. They're bottom third in cutting. That's concerning. That's not a proper brand of basketball to be teaching. Um, And then, I know people say you can't put hustle on paper. But I did also do some research in... On NBA.com, they have a a really nice little statistical filter on NBA.com we could play around with. And I found some things, some, you know, quote-unquote hustle stats, which really just, it bothered me, but honestly I wasn't surprised because watching this team, you could actually see. Knicks are also bottom third in the NBA in charges drawn, deflections, contested shots, and the percentage of defensive box outs. Once again, their bottom third of the league, which means 20 to 30th, in charges drawn, deflections, contested shots, and percentage of defensive box outs. Those aren't skill things, those are effort things. Again, those are things that you can do by simply putting in some effort out there, by simply playing hard, playing with a force, some urgency. Those aren't any... That has nothing to do. Nothing to do with skill. Contesting shots is effort. Trying to draw a charge is effort. Deflecting a ball is effort. Boxing out is effort. There is no reason they should be bottom third in every single one of them. And their defensive system? Where where they just let teams have a three-point parade outside of the arc and just clog the paint. It is so frustrating to watch. How many times am I going to have to see this? I don't know what Fizdale's focus is, what his point of emphasis is, but it's terrible. Literally every single game, we're seeing five guys stand right outside the paint. Or right inside the restricted area. Sometimes it's and that we have all these guys in the perimeter wide open. They're sagging off. They're they're miscommunicating on their rotations. They're just terrible defending that screen. So many mismatches off of the screens because David Fisdale has his Knicks switch every single time, which is so frustrating as well. Why are we switching when our roster is already constructed of, you know, seven power forwards? I don't know, but we switch on every screen and how many times are we going to end up with Julius Randle guarding a uh, a guard? Covering a guard. And he's done this from game 1. Still no adjustments, still no change. That's coaching. That isn't players. That isn't lack of talent. That's coaching. Change it up. Change up your scheme, your strategy, your plan of attack. I, I I just need this to end, and I need it to end quickly. I'm not. Listen. I'm not just reacting on impulse. I'm serious here. I don't think this guy's good for this team. I noticed so many things in the games where it's like, what the hell is he doing? Does he have? Has he ever coached a game? How many times do the Knicks call a timeout and then do nothing out of it? You know, it's like the play he, the plays he designs out of a timeout are either some stupid isolation for Randall at the top of the arc, some play where you're going to run, you know, a dribble handoff with <laughs> limited time left on the shot clock or on the, on the uh, game clock, or you're going to exclude R.J. Barrett in crunch time. We never execute out of timeouts. And it's not so much, you know, a product of having a poor offense. It's a product of having a poor coach draw up nothing but, you know, a bland play. For shit's sake, remember the other night he had a copy Charlotte with a misdirection set with uh, Wayne Ellington? Doing, you know, doing what uh, Devontae Graham did a week prior to? He he had to play copycat because he doesn't have his own plays. But seriously, though, it's, it's just a mess to watch this guy just have his... I was going to say have his team, but have his individuals really just running around with their heads cut off. It looks like. They're not a team. They're not a unit. The Knicks are a bunch of individuals just running around out there. You know, emotionless. Seriously, does anyone get pissed off in this team? Fizdale for sure doesn't. Shit. He was down 30 points to the Bucks in the third quarter the other night. Smiling, laughing, slapping high fives. When the minutes, you know, before that, Mike Budenholzer was up 30 something points called a timeout cuz he didn't he saw something he didn't like and he ripped into the team. <laughs> I thought that was a perfect microcosm of, you know, a good coach versus a bad coach right there. But it's just, it's the same old shit, man. It's the same old shit. Poor execution, um just inconsistent efforts, regressions from certain players, a lack of accountability. These are all coaching things. These are all things the Knicks are going to have to improve upon. But I don't see it improving um, under David Fizzil. And yes, I understand he's not the only problem. But to sit here and tell me he's not a problem at all, to sit here and tell me he's some scapegoat, some fall guy, um, I don't buy that at all. I think that's utter bullshit. But yeah, I will come to agreement with you um, and say that Scott Perry, or not more so Steve Mills, is an issue. James Dolan is an issue. Yes, the front office has put together a terrible product. They put together a very unorthodox constructed roster, but it's not it's not so bad to where the Knicks should be 4 and 18. You know, they should be, you know, 8 and 13, something like that. But here we are. So I think I think a uh, uh, coach firing obviously wouldn't solve all of their issues, but Maybe it could help something. It could help rejuvenate the players again. And you could find somebody, perhaps it's Mike Miller. Maybe it's one of the Knicks' assistant coaches who I'm not really that big on either. But somebody, maybe they can find somebody out there who has some kind of system and gets these players to at least give in an effort every night. Because right now, it's bad. So I really do, I want him fired. I want him fired. I'm done. Tonight was the the icing on the cake for me. And listen, it's not a firing issue. People say, oh, you're just going to keep firing coaches over and over and over. It's not a firing issue. It's a hiring issue. Hiring with an H. Not a firing issue. It's a hiring issue. Get that through your heads. The Knicks constantly hire the wrong coaches to do the job. Coaches with terrible resumes. Um, Jeff Hornacek, what the hell did he do in his career as a coach? You know, And David Fizdale's resume before he came over here wasn't that sharp either. You know, he rode the coattails of when he was with the Miami Heat. Um, He got fired in Memphis for, you know, having a bad relationship with Gasol. And I think he got fired in Memphis after an eight-game losing streak, just like the Knicks are on right now. So, hey, maybe that's an omen. (laughs) All right, guys, I think that's all I got. Yeah, but listen, it's... I don't know what else to say at this point. It's got to change, but shit. Is it? (laughs) Thanks so much for stopping by. Rob Carbone, BD4, episode 49. I'm out. Ciao.